Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks, as we continue in the uh, the 10th proverb. With me, as always, my friend, my co-worker, uh, my fellow Christmas giver, crazy decorator, <laughs> Stephanie Wesco. <Yeah. laughs> Stephanie, you've made it to the new year. What's going on with you? Well, um, I'm doing well so far. Life has been kind of crazy through this Christmas season, but... Um, doing well and looking forward by faith to seeing God do miraculous, wonderful things this year. Yeah. And I think he will. I think we got it. We serve a great God. I think if we need to expect great things from God, we need to pray for great things and we need to step out and know that he's going to provide that he's going to take care of him. He's going to do it. And, uh, it's just pretty awesome to serve God. It's pretty awesome. And, and again, this year has went by so quickly. So folks, you know, fill in my mom's, uh, prophetic, uh, uh, verse that she always used to tell me or her axiom, uh, where she used to say the days are slow, the years are fast. So get in as much as you can and let's get out there. Let's get in as much as we can. So as you know, we have this segment, you might be a knucklehead if, and, uh, we do it for a couple reasons. Uh, we're dropping the third one first because we want you to see what a knucklehead looks like. And second, we don't want you to be a knucklehead. And uh, I was looking at this one idea that I wrote down, and I'm trying to give you two sides of this. So I, I want to give you what not to say or do, and you might be a knucklehead if, together, and then try to give you the other side of that. And uh, one thing I wrote down is telling somebody. So you might be a knucklehead if you tell somebody to stop overacting. Oh man, you know, or overreacting, however you want to look at it. If you tell somebody that you might be a knucklehead, I think you are a knucklehead, especially somebody suffering from PTSD. So don't do that. Uh, another way of saying that might be is I understand you're scared, but I'm going to be right here next to you the whole time. So nothing happens. Let's do this together. That's another way of approaching that. So it depends whether you want to be that friend or family member or a pastor, that leader in someone's life that's going to make a difference. I understand you're scared. And I'm going to be right here next to you. I'm not going anywhere. You know, that's a pretty comforting thing to say when someone says, I'm not going anywhere. And they mean it. Uh, it's life-changing. And uh, so I, I think that's where we want to be. And that's that person that we have to be. And, folks, if you're somebody who's been through this, who's been on that other side, where people think you're overreacting, where people are telling you to shut up and get better, where people are telling you that, don't be that person in someone else's life. Be the person that spreads the love. Be the person that celebrates what's what good is right around the corner. Because it is. We don't have to deal with this PTSD for the rest of our life. We serve a great God. Is he going to take it from us? Not 100%. He's going to make us better because of it. You say, well, Doug, I'm not getting it. That's what trials are all about. It's just going to make us better. We have to deal with the grief. Grief doesn't go anywhere. You know, we're... We still miss people we've lost. We still miss the innocence we lost getting PTSD. We still miss those things. And 
but God, he just replaces some things in our lives and he just gives us some things. It's still there. It's still there, especially if we lose somebody that hurt, that sting, that pain is always going to be there. But here's this great God, Stephanie, this great God that just, I don't know, he just gets us through, just gets us by. And and that's what we're here to do. We're here to celebrate that. We're here to celebrate that he gets us through. And uh, we're here to celebrate what his word teaches of us and, and gives to us and tells us where to go. And uh, I, I'm just, you know, my prayer for this year for all of us is that, that we'll just continue to heal, that we'll just continue to let God in, that we'll just continue to grow with God. And uh, I tell you, the more stuff you throw in your head that's God, the more of the crazy stuff that goes out, I promise you that. If you put crazy in, crazy comes out, I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, just being... I think there's a real sense in which God's word is so practical. And as I look at these verses, understanding that everything, it seems like every verse we're going through, it has a but in the middle. And it's like it gives two facts, but two end, two different ends of the pendulum. And some of those buts are bigger than others. No, I, yeah. I, I don't mean it that way. But some, You're terrible. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I take that out. You're this, yeah. You're this, uh-huh. You're this way all the time. And then I wonder where <laughs> Joe gets it from. Oh, my word. I just can't help it, man. It messes up my mind. Oh, it slips out. It's just there. <laughs> it's PTSD uh, mine. It's COVID brain. I don't know what it is. but uh-huh. Well, everything else gets blamed on COVID, so we might as well blame this on it, too. But, you know, uh, but, you know, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I can't stop saying that word now. I'm trying to find another word for however, you know, yeah. uh, you know, when you, to have a comparison, to know where you're going, I, I gotta, you gotta love a God that puts everything on the line. Cause I don't know if you guys have ever worked for a boss that was just a total bonehead and you just never knew exactly what the rules were, exactly what was wanted. You kind of had to feel your way through and God's not that way. God gives us the other side to things, and, and that's a pretty cool thing. And that's where we are today as we study this, because God's word's absolute. Um, you know, our absolution comes from God. We don't we don't need a middleman or anything like that. God just takes care of us. He gives us these absolutes. And I was thinking as I'm reading the word of God here this morning and looking at this, it says, the fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. And, and I think we've seen this before in Proverbs where this has been mentioned before about long life and short life and, and, and you know, wisdom going with long life and, and knuckleheadedness going with short life. And, I mean, you're looking at this, Stephanie, and what are you thinking? How do you, how do you look at verse 28, 27? I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I think it's so practical that God, the Bible says in, somewhere else in Proverbs, and I'm horrible with references, but it says, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. And that idea of the fear of God has so many benefits. <laughs> um, it Here it says it prolongs days. And, you know, this is so practical. Um, if you fear God, you're not going to um, become a drug addict and, and fry your body. I, I There are times, you know, when I've, I've interacted with meth addicts um, or former meth addicts. And, you know, this person will be 20 years old and it looks like they're in their seventies. Oh, I and know. It, it's your heart because it's like they have literally killed themselves. Yeah. And um, what, you know, I think of the young man that um, we dealt with in California who yeah. had literally destroyed his body with, with alcohol. He had pickled his own body and destroyed it and killed himself um, slowly. 
that way, honestly, it wasn't that slow. I mean, it happens very quickly when you look, look back. Um, but these situations where when the fear of God is taken out of the equation, the years are shortened. Yeah. And that, that honoring God, following his word and the principles in his word, it literally prolongs life, not just eternally. It prolongs life here. It gives you more time to glorify him. It gives you more time to fulfill the purpose that he has created you to fulfill here on earth. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't think there can be a better example of that. We've all seen the crackheads. We've all seen the drug addicts. We've all seen people, you know, that just look uh, so terrible. And, you know, health will do that to you, too. It's not not everybody that looks bad is is it's been a drug thing, but certainly what we're talking about here is the fear of the Lord, believing in his precepts, knowing that one day we'll stand in front of him in judgment, knowing that one day, uh, one day there'll be no more tears, knowing that one day, you know, God's promises are real, trusting in all that. Uh, if we fear and honor God, we're going to, you know, that's the bottom line. It's, it's going to allow us to have a longer life, uh, but those sinful habits, you know, those things that drugs, though, drinking, you know, married, you ever seen somebody who's been married three or four times? And I'm not talking about out of, uh, you know, death or circumstance. I'm talking about people that, you know, they go through a two year divorce and, <laughs> and they just, yeah. you, you know, and 20 years later, they're still bad mouthing wife or husband one or two or three. And, and, uh, you know, sinful habits will mess you. I had a guy tell me one time, I, I am no good at picking wives. My first three were a nightmare. And, you know, you might want to believe that about one, uh, though, you know, God can fix that. But, you, you know, you get somebody gets to three and you're like, wait a minute. Uh huh. You know, dude, I'm having a hard time with that, you know. And yeah. And, and but to go on and say one of the, you know, uh, the years of the wicked shall be short. And that's that's just one price that we pay out there. Uh, if we're not with God, if we're not doing what's right. And our years are miserable anyway. So even the ones we are living aren't great. Even the ones we are living, we don't want to live. Even the ones we are living, we're like, whoa, I'd rather not. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and so, I mean, this verse says so many things. Uh, I want my days prolonged. I want to serve God. I want to have that fear. I want to honor him through my life or yeah. the other side of that. And I think this next verse, you know, more going on here in 28, the hope of the righteous shall be gladness. I hate it when we turn pages right in the middle of a proverb here. <laughs> but the expectation of the wicked shall perish, but the hope of the righteous shall be gladness. And again, I don't know about you, but happiness to me is this, it's a real turn on with friendships and stuff. You know what I mean? It's a real, I, I mean, if you go down the road and you want to buy a home, if you want to buy a car, you know, when that, that person you're dealing with is so happy and filled with joy and so glad to be working with you, or when you go to Kroger and, and, and I think you can all understand this, or, you know, you go to the Walmart or whatever, and, and boy, that person who was working with you is just awesome and filled with joy and, and all that. It's life is so much better when you're with that place. And, and, and God's saying that we can have that because the hope of the righteous, those who accept Jesus Christ is gladness and gratitude. I, you know, there's a, there's a level Stephanie of ingratitude today in this country and in this world. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very true. And it, it's, it's honestly so easy to make a difference. It's so easy to impact people around us because 
people are looking for hope. They're looking for a person who's wise. They're looking for someone who has a smile, who has the joy of the Lord in their countenance. People are looking for hope. And so it's more, it now is more, it's the best time ever to be a light in the darkness. If you choose to be, you can make an incredible impact for Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I don't even think, I think a big part of this is inside the walls you live to yeah, and, and those yeah. people in your community. And, and, you know, one of the hardest things is, is uh, I think is when you're next to somebody who's the opposite of gladness, you know, when you're, that's a hard way to live your life. And we try so hard to, to get those people to be glad. We try so hard to share happiness with them. We try so hard to do the right things. And, and, but I think, you know, we, this is not a corporate responsibility here. This is individually, you know, the hope of the righteous will be gladness. You're going to be this way. You have hope. You have Jesus Christ. There better be gladness there. There's a gratitude that comes out of that. That's just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, we live in a society where during political debate and politics and craziness, well, you shouldn't be glad. You should get more. And we should pay these people for this. And we should do this. And we're at a place today where, uh, you know, the more we do that, the more ingratitude we have. And, and you know, but God, but God, I think it comes down to that. And, and I really do. And, and, and you know, the, the wicked that, that, that expectation they have, the way they live their life, that's going to perish. And let me give you a story here, an example. So we had a lady, we, we were involved with a church up in Watertown, New York years ago. I mean, it's been 20, it's moving in on 25 years. And there was a lady who volunteered and cleaned the church every week. She was retired on social security. Her husband had just died. I mean, she was going through the fire. She was about 70 years old at that time. And I think her husband was a bit older, but I mean, they had the life of just a wonderful life, you know, serving God. Uh, as I remember, he had been a World War II veteran. And, and uh, uh, but boy, I'll, I'll tell you, they just, they just had such a wonderful life. They grew up there in that town. And, and, you know, a lot of people go south, you know, when the end of your kids are all raised, you have grandkids, you're living in a town, everybody else moves away. You're in Watertown, New York, middle of nowhere, it's snowing, but she would clean the church every Saturday. I remember I'd take my boys over there. And if I was preaching on Sunday for the pastor or whatever, I'd go over on Sunday, get things laid out, help get the church ready. And I remember I was there one Saturday and both boys went out and, and how they found this, you know, there's always snow. And when the snow melts, there's mud. And she had just got done vacuuming and shampooing the rugs coming into the church hallway. And I turned around and Doug and Daniel came in and they were young at this time, you know, and, and they just had mud from head to toe. I mean, it was mud all over their bodies. And I saw these footprints and I kind of like in one second, you know, you're like, Oh no, <laughs> please God, don't let this be Doug and Daniel. There's two sets of small feet there, you know? And I look up and there's Doug and Daniel leaning up against the wall. And I mean, they just, the foyer was a disaster. You know, there's mud oh. everywhere and she's around the corner there. And I said, Doug and Daniel, get outside. We got to get that mud off you. And she came running around the corner. She just had this huge grin on her face and she says, Oh, I'm just so happy. And I oh. looked at her and I said, I, I think her name was Bray. I want, I want to call her name. out. She's really a special lady. And I said, I said, why, why sister Bray? Why are you so happy? My kids just, she said, kids are playing in our churchyard. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, that's awesome. And she said, isn't that wonderful? They're out there playing in our churchyard. And I yeah. said, and, and I mean, that lady changed those two boys day. 
And I remember yeah. she went and got a bucket of warm water and she washed off their boots and their faces and shook out their jackets. She said, we don't want you getting daddy's van all messed up. She said, I'm going to clean this in five minutes. Don't worry about this. Aww. And I remember we hopped in the car and we, we went and got our sandwich together, whatever. And the boys were just so happy. And, and, and I saw firsthand, you know, I just saw firsthand, you know, this in action, how God can take what, you know, he gives us that righteousness and turn it into gladness and yeah. allow us to have a gratitude for these two kids. You just got done shampooing, you know, your monthly carpet shampoo and you vacuumed, you shampooed, you washed the walls. I mean, the church is shining. And the first thing that comes to your mind is I'm just so happy. Yeah. This kid's playing but, in the churchyard. Yeah. Well, and, and something that goes along with that is where, you know, if we allow our flesh will not be joyful on its own. And that's where, like that story, that woman walked with God yeah, and had a love for people. And, and I think I'm constantly brought back to this. And, and I look at how God has changed my parenting um, over the years. And I look back and cringe at the things I got upset with my couple oldest kids over versus now. And the way God just has changed me of what's really important and people are the most important. And it's okay if there's dirt, you know, obviously we train our kids to be neat and to be orderly, but where we want them to be happy and you've been in our house. Okay. Our house is not perfect and I try to keep it clean, but I want my kids to look back with memories of our home and I don't want their memories to be mom yelled at us all the time. Anytime that, that, you know, we made a mess. I want their memories to be mom was a glad person. Mom, mom, let us have fun. We, we laughed together. We had fun. And that doesn't mean that you don't take life seriously, but where the right, the hope of the righteous, that confident expectation that God is God and we're going to rest in that. It leaves you with a joy. Yeah. That that the world can't give. It's it's a it's a lasting joy, I guess is the way to put it. It's because it goes beyond where we are in a temporal way. It goes beyond if the house is a mess. It goes beyond if there's muddy footprints on the floor to what's the real purpose for life. And it's yeah. to love the Lord our God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Well, and you're not gonna change anything. You know, that day Mrs. Yeah. Bray wasn't gonna change anything by being upset. It still well, required, I would have cleaned up. You know, the only thing that would have changed is I would have vacuumed. I would have re-shampooed. And, and she probably spent an hour doing that. Just reality of it is, I mean, these guys went right down into a swampy type of thing. And, you know, while throwing snowballs around or something. But it wouldn't have changed anything. It would have just made. Well, it would have changed things, though. Your sons would have left having been marked with de defeat and having been torn down. And she would have put up walls, you know, through her actions. And that's, that's what we do. Our, our actions, our words, our attitude, our spirit, we either drive people away from us because we're nasty, we're tense or whatever, or we're an open door where people know, Oh, this person is going to love me. And there, you know what I'm saying? I think it's, it's, yes, it's, we are making a change period. It's I think. Yeah. It's, it's, having... it's a good picture a bad change well and our gladness needs to be unconditional yeah and, and i know if we're laying in bed suffering from leukemia so I, I i get there's times that we're going to be sullen uh, i get that but here we are you know there's a hope in the righteousness we we should find gladness in our tough times we should find 
gladness and our good times. You know, gladness, God's gladness here it comes without condition. Can I can I give a can I give a fun example? Yeah. Um, I will never forget that the evening that we evacuated um, from the village in Cameroon. Obviously, that that first day of driving, getting out of the the red hot danger zone, um, it was tense. Okay, there was no gladness that day. And I remember that night we pulled in, we were in back in the French regions, French speaking regions, and we stopped, um, the escort dropped us off at the missionary family's compound there where we were going to spend the night. And I remember as we were sitting there eating, my son Joseph came over to me and um, Joseph is my, God gave him to our family to be our joy giver. I mean, that is who Joseph is. Um, God just has gifted him with an incredible sense of humor. And he came over to me and um, him and Charles had been talking and he says, mom, he's like, we know what dad's doing right now in heaven. Now, Mark, let me, let me remind you, this is less than 48 hours after Charles was shot. And I said, really, what's he doing? And they're like, oh, he's got the 12 apostles all lined up. And he's asking them the list of questions that he always t- said he was accumulating. And he said, Paul, jo- Joseph saying this to me, he's like, Paul is probably like Charles. Come on, we've been here for hours. I need to go do something else. And Joe's like acting this out for me. And we all just started laughing because it was so much like we could picture it. And there was gladness because of the hope of heaven because of the, the knowledge that Charles was there, we had a hope and a gladness, even in the midst of that awful time frame, that has become such a precious memory to us that we can still laugh about remembering that joy, that gladness, because of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. That's a treasure we have now. Yeah, and I and I think it's I think the significant thing with that story as well is you know, we're going to go through these terrible things in life. And I hope no one listening to me ever goes through uh, a martyr, martyrdom, but there's going to be those terrible times in life. And you got a choice. You know, we started today and we looked at, um, you know, you want to prolong your days, you know, have a healthy respect of God, fear him, honor him, those types of things. And, and then we close out today's podcast with, with this precept of, hey, you know, the righteous, you can be glad. And, but I got to tell you, the devil hates us being happy. The devil hates us being glad. So, folks, I caution you, pray for gladness today. Pray for gratitude today. And show that to the people you love and the people who are really cool in your life. Don't, you know, don't do the people that are in your life wrong. You know, do the people that are in your life right. Don't take yeah. advantage of somebody uh, just because they're in your life all the time and they're good people and they're not going to do anything. To the contrary, love on them, man. Do something they really like today. Hang out with them. Go somewhere. I don't know. You know, just do something that makes them happy. Well, we sure do love you folks. It, it'd be great if you need to get a hold of us, if you'd go ahead out to Help the Wounded Spirits Facebook page and drop us a message, we'll make sure we get back to you. In the meantime, please listen to everything Brother Eric has to tell you about knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the single most important thing for this new year and every day of our lives. That's where it all begins. Well, God bless you. We'll look forward to talking with you again tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.